and we're back. I'm Maureen Younger. And I'm Jen Brister. And this is Droughtlander episode 13. 13. Wow. Unlucky for some, but not for us because <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter how many of these we do, our uh, audience numbers never go up. So <laughs> That's we're... not true. We're now over, like, I'd say 25, 26 avid listeners. I mean, literally, Maureen. <laughs> I just don't even know where to begin and say that, that you. I know you think that every time we get one extra listener, it's some, some kind of a massive you achievement. You all count. You all count. You do, and and I'm certainly not trying to, uh, uh, you know, und- undermine the, uh, the 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 joy uh, that we get from uh, doing this podcast to twenty plus of you. Can I just say, and Drag Number One's had thousand hits. Yeah, but only that one. And then, the, yeah, okay, which is interesting. But... People have gone, oh, what? Outlander. I'm really into Outlander. Better start on the first episode. And they listen to it and they go, I'm never listening to another episode of this ever again. And then we're back down to 20. So, Maureen, I know you think this is massive, uh, you know, uh, win, but actually it doesn't bode well for us as... Anyway, moving on, moving on from Jen's ranting. Uh, we're now on episode nine of season two. Oh, God. Yeah, it's down, woman. finally just starts to just, get interesting. Just suis prêt. Je suis prêt. What is that I'm mean? ready. I am ready. I'm ready. Je suis prêt. And uh, basically, Jamie steps up a gear as a man and a leader. And... Oh, God, if he steps up any more gears as a man, he'll have testicles growing out of his ear holes. I mean, how much testosterone does this man need? Oh, yeah. We get it, he's a man, Maureen. Okay, and Claire's her usual resourceful self. And basically, it's, it's to do with a lot of tra- uh, a lot of to do with the training bit, of the men. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. It's a bit dry. Yeah, it doesn't really ha- in the novel. It doesn't really. There's like two paragraphs. Uh, they really training, but they. I think they want to obviously talk about. They want to raise certain issues, and they're using the episode to raise certain issues. But... Well, they're, 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 they these men have never fought anything before. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, no, that's not exactly uh, no. Uh, well, we've got Claire's got trauma, hasn't she? She's got post traumatic stress. Oh, oh, so this is a weird thing. So Claire is having yes, it's got PTSD, but she's having flashbacks from World War Two. Yeah. From having conversations with soldiers where she goes, oh, this reminds me of a conversation I had with another two soldiers mm. who then were brutally murdered. Uh, and Yeah, I think that they want to talk about the, the kind of the, the, you know, the cost of war and everything. I think that's the... I think it's fairly obvious. Well, they, and also I think they're, they're trying to point out, like, you know, you've got Jamie who's... Um, Who's actually a soldier? And he's actually done fighting, and the Highland way, of, Highland way of fighting was very fierce. The Highland charge was, you know, was infamous. But obviously, but not by, eight guns. But not yeah. By, but obviously, by seventeen forties, it was slightly, you know, it was kind of out of date. And uh, so you've got the old fashioned way of, you know, Dougal and, and Ang- we see Dougal and Angus and Rupert arrive, who always uh, good, good make good TV. Yeah, yeah. But they've got a very old fashioned way of fighting, and then you've got Jamie who's trying to modern, kind of make the Highland army modern, and that was kind of the, one of the main issues of the. Which yeah, could be one of the managers. Culloden, you had a very modern army, one of the most modern armies in the in Europe. You know, with the Highlanders, you know, still fighting with swords. A lot of them not didn't even have proper weapons. No, some of them had pitchforks, so it was rapes or something. Yeah, like. so so you have this idea that if they go bare chested with mud smeared on their faces and run at the British, that they'll be terrified. Which and... had worked in the past. Well, to be, I'm, fair. I'm, to be fair, I think it would, but not if you've got a load of muskets and firing and... bullets and. And uh, cannons, uh, they're, you know, they've got no hope. So all the men are undisciplined and uh, Murta, his usual, his usual dry self, and Jamie are trying to kind of um, organise the troops. And he's constantly being undermined by Dougal, isn't he, just throughout. Because Dougal, because obviously there's a power shift now. Because obviously Dougal is... was the big cheese and now it's, it's, it's turning to Jamie's going to... Yeah, Dougal's Jamie's the one so in charge. annoying in this You episode. don't really like Dougal, do you? You're not the... Well, I... I... 
to be honest, Dougal is like having an adolescent child around that you're having to manage all the time. He doesn't really get what's going on, but just needs constant attention. And, it, and you just think, you're a grown man. Can you not see what's going on here? How have you got to this age and you've still got no bloody clue how anything works? So for me, Dougal is like, just calm, just go away. I think because he's no longer the big cheese, because he always had the upper hand <laughs> over Jamie. And in this in this episode, you see Jamie getting the upper hand of it, because Jamie's obviously more intelligent and more astute than than uh, than uh, Dougal. And also, he is uh, Jamie's a born leader of men. You know, he, he gets the troops in charge. You know, he's disciplined. He... You know, he has no qualms about flogging people for not, um, uh, you know, being... Taking uh, orders. Not taking orders or being, you know, not being on guard properly. And he also has himself flogged. So, you know, he's he's not one of those leaders. That, you know, he, he leads by example as well, doesn't he? He has him... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. so what happens is somebody is let through. That's, oh, we meet Lord John Grey, which obviously we need to discuss because it was realised now in season three. It's very important. Somebody tries to kill um, Jamie. Oh, my God, this is really <laughs> important. <laughs> We did. We didn't realise it when you watched season two, unless you've read the books. But uh, yeah, this is very important. But you do because they keep flashing back to it later on. And, and there's you always, go, well, obviously, this means that something. Yeah. So, you know, as you and remember that, this, and that, that's a very pro prophetic thing that he says. Uh, I, I will. Give I you owe money. you my. I owe you your life or something. I owe you a debt of honour. But once I do, I, I will, will kill, kill you. you. And you're like, ah! yeah. So basically, this is the bit she remembers. So let her talk about it. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is the only bit of the episode I remember. Um. I only watched it a couple of weeks ago. Um, so what happens is the, the young lad is... Uh, what, what, he's 16. He's 16-year-old, Lord John Grey, and he tries to kill Jamie while he's having a piss. Oh, that's it. But obviously Jamie is not going to be... He breaks what, his arm. He's <laughs> not going to be caught by a 16-year-old... Um, English man. English lord. Well, yeah, a lad who doesn't really know his ass from his elbow. So he uh, obviously uh, disarms him, breaks his arm, takes him to... He's about to torture him. Well, he, he wants to find out the info. He's not going to torture him, though, is he? Well, he goes to, but then he's in the book. He actually does, but it, here he goes to, to torture him, and then Claire. Oh, Claire doesn't want because he's a young lad. She doesn't want him to so be she, tortured. Claire pretends that she's she's a prisoner, and Jamie pretends that he's going to rape her. Oh yes, if you don't tell me all tell me all the information we need to know about where the British are, I shall rape this lady. And, her. and he goes, all right, all right, all right, because he. So Lord John Grey is willing to be tortured, but he won't obviously let Claire be raped. And so he tells Jamie all the information and Jamie gives him his life. So time up to a tree and what he's told us is true. Then he'll live. Then he'll live because the, the, the British will find him. So he doesn't murder, which is what anyone else would have done, would have killed this young lad. Um, and certainly what the British would have done. And uh, so what happens? So, so oh, oh, yeah, then that, that's when he says what he says. Oh, I owe you a debt of honour, but blah, 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 blah. Anyway, and you watch that and go, oh, well, that's fine. And then you forget about it. And, and then don't realise how important it is. Carry on, Maureen. Um, so I was trying to think what else happens. So, oh, yeah, they do that commando raid, don't they? They go on a commando raid. A commando raid? Yeah, he knows the term because of Claire. They go, they go, no, you know, they go in night and they destroy all the guns and the wheels. Oh, the British. yeah, they go in for the British, yeah, and do commando raids. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Jamie comes back and he tells, you know, Claire, we've done a commando raid. And, and... he's got a massive erection at this yeah, point. Yeah, but they don't have sex, because Claire, Claire's like, oh, that's... what? And they could get dressed and get ready, because he thinks the British will be after them. And they're going off to see, uh, go off to the Bonnie Prince Charles. Don't they have sex? No, you think that's what's going to happen. And then you go, she goes, you better get dressed. And she goes, well, I wasn't expecting that. And we were thinking, no, neither were we. Neither were we. <laughs> very rarely a time that he pops in with his... He's killed in the air and something doesn't happen. So, uh, no, he goes, we've got to go on the move because obviously they'll be, up, they'll be after us. 
Right. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely thought at this point they had sex. Anyway, I'm so apologise about the erection reference. Um, I just thought in case anyone's got this so on and there's children in the room. <laughs> the, end of the, the end of the episode is that they're approaching the, the prince's camp and Jamie lets Dougal go in front. Because, you know, Dougal's the avid Jacobite, so Dougal goes ahead of the army. What? I remember Dougal going out because... No, that's, that's something else. That's, that's next episode. That's the next episode. Oh, no, no, that is that episode. This when is they episode. goes out with the, the horse and they and they, he says... Oh, no, that's the next episode. Oh, right. Do you know, they, they, they're oh, arriving, God. They're this arriving is in the seamless, camp. isn't it? <laughs> music is playing. Music is great. I'm sitting in the next episode. The music is great. Um, oh, is it? I don't even remember the music. What is it? Oh, it's Scottish. It's Scottish uh, music. <laughs> Do you know, it's just generic, just... Scottledy doodledy okay, music. So, okay, I'm ignoring that. Now, Sing anyway, me a song. <laughs> at the end of this episode, they're they're on their horses and they're they're going into camp. Oh, are we at the end of this episode already? Yeah, we've kind of. I think we've really <laughs> skipped over some stuff. It's because it's a lot of training. There's which a, is lot quite of training. a lot of training. It's really dull, and a lot of PTSD. Yes, and we don't really care about that. You know, and uh... it's not that we don't care about that, but. The, fla- the Claire flashbacks to the war. Oh, oh, the two men that, yeah, die. Not in this episode. Yes, they are the PTSD boys. Oh yes, but they don't really count. That's not from the. Well, I mean, but that is in this episode, and we haven't talked about it. All right. Well, do you want to talk about it? Well, here's what happens. Claire's <laughs> a flashback, and she remembers these two young Americans that she meets, and they uh, go out in a jeep, uh, uh, blown up. Anyway, both of them are killed, and uh, she just remembers it as she's listening to. Um, is she listening to? She gets crossed with what's his Angus. name? Angus. She gets crossed with Angus because he's got no. He's got trench foot. He's got trench foot. He's got trench foot and she gets annoyed with him for not taking care of himself and not taking it seriously that he could die in the war. Yeah, that's right. is prophetic. Nothing, okay, spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. So basically, at the end of this episode, they're marching off to, to, Bonnie Prince Charlie, to join Bonnie Prince Charlie's camp and that's it. And then we've got season t- uh, episode ten, Preston Pans. Okay, so episode nine is is, is pretty getting dull. Better. It's getting better, but it's still pretty dull. Episode ten, fantastic. Bash, bosh, we're in. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. And it opens. It's quite clever because the, the the opening episode, the opening scene is of a, a like an unknown guy who's been killed in a wood. Do you remember? Like they're taking a piss, and, and Claire comes across this body. Yeah, yeah. She comes over this. Uh, so you've got like this nameless dead person. And by the end of the episode, we have somebody that we know and we really enjoyed watching, who actually does die. So it's like, you know, all these nameless people are real people. Does that make sense? Yes, I know what you're trying to say. I mean, I didn't you, even make that okay, connection. Okay, I just okay. there we go. Just like underneath all the statistics, there's just real live yes. people. Yes. So basically. rather than it just being the faceless body of a decomposing young. Scott, yeah, we actually lose someone in the series that we've invested time and energy in. Who is it? Oh, we find out yeah, later. Later, yes. Yeah, so okay, and the idea isn't lost on Murta, who it's quite Murta, love Murta, who's in quite philosophical mode because you know obviously when they he was saying that you know when you if you fight for your clan then your death has come kind of meaning but when you fight for one of these massive armies. The death of one individual is just meaningless, isn't it? It's just, you know... Isn't this... Does he say it in this episode? I thought that was before no, Culloden. No, he says it in this episode because I've written it down in my notes. Oh, you've written it down in your notes. <laughs> I mean, it's just as well Maureen's turn up with notes. Otherwise, this would be a really short episode of me sitting here on my own going, oh, I don't really remember what happens. Um, um, and then also, obviously, the you know, who, who dies and more often depends on 
how good their leaders are. And unfortunately for the Jacobites, Bonnie Prince Charlie's an idiot. And we know how much of an idiot he is because he says to Jamie, oh, you've got to tell Claire to do something and she'll obey you as your lord and master. And we're thinking, no, she won't. <laughs> I like, I like, that was the only bit when I looked at Jamie's face and he was like, mm, no. no, I don't think <laughs> so. So Bonnie, we've noticed that Bonnie Prince Charlie isn't a great judge of character there. And it's just all about infighting. So you've got all the... Um, all the, generals, true, all the generals are in uh, fighting, so in fighting. And they all have a different idea of what they should do. Yes, and that is actually historically uh, um, based on whether, fact. Whether they should wait, whether they should go, uh, you know, the whole, thing's, the whole thing's a bit of a shambles. And it's all led by a man who thinks, who has a deluded idea that he has God's, God's chosen, chosen one. one. So, so nothing can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong because God is on his side. So it doesn't matter. Let's just go in there. God, I mean, it's like delusional. Does it remind you of anyone? Anyway, I'm moving on. And uh, so it's not only the generals that are infighting. Uh, there's infighting between the, the men. So, you know, Angus is that, picks a fight with one of the one of the other men from Lallybroch. So everybody's kind of, <laughs> there's a lot of tension and... So Angus picks on a couple of other men who they're all fighting on the same side because he's like, oh, well, you're not, you're not soldiers. And the second we, any, the, the second the shit hits the fan, you guys are going to go running in the other direction. And this guy goes, we're here, aren't we? And we're not going to run away. We're going to stand our ground next to you and stop being, why are you picking on us sort of thing? Anyway, that's quite prophetic as well. That's And also there's that thing, you do get this idea that, you know, is that human nature that somehow we've always got to be, at war, we've always got to be fighting each other. We've got to find some reason. Do you know what I mean? It just—it just seems like an inherent aspect of human nature. That. But... Well, I yeah. don't know because if you think about it, like Jamie, like Jamie's this great hero, but you know how many men has he killed by now? Oh God! I mean, what? Why? What? I don't know. A lot. It's also we're always fine when he kills someone. We're like, oh well, they deserve to die. Yeah, um, and also it's, you know it's like the bravery thing. So that, the thing that you were talking about earlier, you know, when Dougal goes into the field. Okay, so let's talk you about talk, this. You come on, you talk about it. Me talk about well, it. Well, you remember it. Oh, you, you're just uh, pointing to me when the very few times I remember anything. <laughs> Jen can talk now because she remembers this. So they want to, they know, they, so basically between them and the British, they can see each other across a uh, bog. Yes. And so the generals have been arguing back and forth as to how they're going to uh, fight the British, whether they should just go straight over the bog and just run at them or whether they should find another way of, Whatever. Anyway, mm. so Jamie's like, look, if we get in that bog and we get bogged down in the bog, then we're just sitting targets for their muskets and their fire. Um, and we need to know if this bog can handle the weight of a horse yeah. and a man on it. So they need to find out if that's possible. And of course, Dougal wants to impress Bonnie Prince Charlie. So he says, ah, I'll do it. I'm not going to do a Scott Chang. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Ah, I'll do it. Oh, I'm That's what. He's from Glasgow. <laughs> He's a heavy drinker from Glasgow. <laughs> and he says, I'll do it. And um, Jamie's like, well, okay, but if you're going to do it, I reckon at 100 yards, uh, don't go any further than that because I reckon they've got a 120-yard range. Yeah, yeah, these, yeah. These bullets. And, uh, and Dougal's all like, oh, well, I'll do 120 yards and we'll see. And Jamie's like, no, you'll just do 100 yards and then you'll come back again. So... Dougal being Dougal. Dougal being Dougal. All the men are watching... All of the men are watching. Bonnie Prince Charlie is watching and out Dougal goes in all of his Highland gear with his on a white Highland horse, cap on a white horse across a bog to heading towards the English. The English obviously are, see him and go, right, well, this is a sitting target. They all get their muskets out and they start firing volleys at Dougal, who is now at 100 yards, not 120. No, he's at 120 yards and gets stuck. 
and the bullets start hitting Hit him. just in front of and he's like at this point going I've made a terrible error I'm going to die <laughs> uh, anyway suffice to say he manages to get out of the bog the horse manages to turn around but not before a bullet goes through his hat goes through his hat and scratches the top of his head and he nearly lets one out um and Bonnie Prince Charlie is so delighted that Dougal has done this. He's like, this is, oh, if every man was as brave as you, then we would have no problem, you know, and that's defeating because, the English. But that's the interesting thing, you know, there's a very thin <coughs> line, I think, in war between bravery and stupidity. So because he survives, he's brave. But if he'd been shot dead, he would have been stupid, wouldn't but he? But he, 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 he was stupid. <laughs> I mean, he was blatantly... You don't watch that and go, oh, this is a guy that should be allowed to lead men. You watch it going, you utter bellend. What are you doing? So Jamie is like, well, he's happy that his uncle isn't dead, and uh, but it also proves uh, what Jamie and I think that Jamie George was Murray, great. Yeah, that you can't, they can't fight on that land. But fortunately, fortunately, a local comes, um, and this is based on a true story. A local comes and says, look, I can, t- I can get you. There's a secret path, and I can take you round the bog, and you can attack the British that way. By surprise. They don't know because they don't know about it. And they go, good idea. Yeah, when he arrived, though, I did think, could it be a trick? I did what. That would be my first thing. I'd be yeah. like, this is a trick. No, but it was... It was but it happened? wasn't. So we have... We basically... <laughs> they At night they go and obviously, you know, Jamie says goodbye to Claire. And Claire's doing the hospital. Obviously Claire's in charge of the hospital. And uh, they go and attack the British late at night. And, and this is when you see Jamie take the lead because he tells Charles to stay behind lines because he doesn't want him there. Understandable because the guy's an idiot. Oh, God. And then he would be dead within about uh, yeah, a split just second. Just a waste of time. And then you see how the Highland Charge could work, because obviously you, it's very well done, actually, the, the whole, this whole fighting sequence. You see the Highlanders just approach the British um, secretly and basically uh, annihilate them. It was a very... An, I can't say that word. Annihilate? Or whatever it annihilate? Is. Annihilate, that's it. I prefer annihilate. <laughs> oh, get rid of them. And, uh, and basically the battle's over very quickly. Yeah, the battle's over in 15 minutes. A minimum, it's a minimum loss to the, to the Scots. It was a massive victory. But saying that, a lot happens in 15 minutes. Yes. And what happens to Angus and his best friend, what's his name? Uh, Rupert. Rupert. Ru- Angus comes in with a very badly wounded Rupert. Yeah, but we... Oh, yeah, sorry, we don't know that yet. Um, so, of course, Claire's fixing Rupert. Then Jamie arrives. He's been stood on a horse, but obviously it doesn't really bother him because it's Jamie. And he goes to piss. Remember, he goes to piss in a... Claire's not happy and goes, oh, he go, was go, go and piss, piss in, in that to prove that and you the, haven't got blood in your piss that your else, kidneys aren't you, damaged. You see, is that the British, the British and the Scottish soldiers, after the battle are fraternising, they're getting on quite well and having a laugh with each other. So it kind of makes you realise you've got these wars between these different armies, but, uh, but on the lower level, you know, if it wasn't, they seem to get on all right. You know, once the battle's over, they're, they're kind of... Did they a, get on? I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, when they're in the hospital together, they're having a, they're having a competition, uh, about, having a competition pissing, about pissing in a thing, yeah. Which is then broken the atmosphere is broken with the arrival of Dougal Bonnie Prin- and Bonnie Prince Charlie yeah and Dougal is going round uh, the battlefield oh, murdering uh, murdering all the executing all the British soldiers including a British soldier that we kind of like we met in the first series yeah very nice who uh, helped Claire yeah and, and him, yeah. And Dougal admits that, and then Dougal still still kills him. But he, but he kill he kills the young man because this British soldier says, "Look, whatever you do, you're going to lose because the 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 British you can't stop the British army. You just can't stop them." And this annoys Dougal so much he goes, "Well, we'll see about that." And stabs him. But Lieutenant Foster, it doesn't just stab him. He yeah, puts he, a knife in and twists it. Yeah, played by Tom Brittany. I think he did a bit. I really like the way he, he played that. Part. He really died well. Yeah, I really like the way he played that part. So I think, it, you know, so you see him killing prisoners, but also they're not ne- killing that 
Lieutenant Foster, left, Lieutenant, sorry, American, British Spanish. Lieutenant Lieutenant Foster. British, Lieutenant Foster. Um, it kind of makes you realise, you know, again, that, you know, the human human nature of, you know, it's a person that we've, we've kind of, it's not just a faceless person. And also, killing. once you've won, why do you need to go around killing well, the what, wounded? Things because they couldn't deal with them. What, what were they going to do with them? They didn't have facilities well, to Maybe for the them. British to come and pick them up and maybe take them to their hospitals. And also you've got young Fergus has gone out. This is the danger of romanticising. children. They were really young. Right. Uh, like Fergus. Fergus went out to fight because he, he, he kind of fed on that romantic side of army and then obviously realised it wasn't yeah, as romantic Fergus, as real life. In Fergus life. was told under no, uh, under, no, circumstances, under no circumstances was he allowed to go. Anyway, he snuck out and then finds himself in the middle of a battlefield and realises it's pretty awful. And now we see again how cunning Jamie is. He's a bit like his uncle Colin, because um, when Bonnie Prince Charlie finds out that Dougal's been going around killing people, he's not happy with Dougal, and wants him gone. And uh, Jamie goes, "No, oh, no, no, no! Don't! Oh no! Don't get rid of him! I'm going to give him a job." But it's a job. It's a really like ride. It's, it's like out of out of the way. So basically, he sends him out. Like you're the guy that will go out and do all the scouting yes. on behalf of the Jacobites. So here is an, here is fifteen men that you will <laughs> oversee and you'll be in charge of. But we never get to see you, and you're not involved with any of the decision making. Goodbye. So he's basically championing his uncle, but exiling him at the same time because he's championing his uncle. Did we say about what? Did you just say that about Bonnie Prince Charlie? About what? Well, Bonnie Prince Charlie's appalled with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. say that. I've I, I, I listening. I, 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 I can only, I can only absorb so much of this information before <laughs> I go. It just goes in through one ear and out the other. Uh, anyway, so Dougal even says to Jamie, "You're just like my brother. That's yeah. a clever thing for you to do." Uh, we're all delighted because we know that Dougal's an idiot, and and then of course there's a big shock. Oh, what's that? Because one of the characters dies. Okay, so um, Angus uh, saves Rupert's, Rupert's life. life. So Rupert has been uh, uh, hit, uh, cut open with a sword by, yeah. a, uh, by a British soldier on a horse. Angus, and that's all we know, and then we see Angus coming in saying to Claire, save him. But... Unbeknownst to anybody. Rupert says, is Angus okay the explosion and then loses consciousness and we see Angus looks fine and we're like well what's he going on about but then there is a flashback and Maureen he's been hit by well he's going to been hit by a cannonball hasn't it so and then um on the battlefield and he looks he looks fine and then suddenly he kind of collapses he starts bleeding from the mouth and he's had internal injuries that nobody's been aware of and obviously it's too late to save him and Angus dies Angus is dead and that is quite a shock because you think, you know, the victory, it's all victory and everything. So, like, I think yeah, it's really bringing home the... the cost of war, isn't it? Because you've got a much-loved character dying. And what is, what is, so it's kind of a hollow victory, isn't and it? And at this point, you think it's going to be Rupert that dies. If anybody's if going anybody's to die. If anybody's going to die, you think it will be Rupert because he's been hacked open and um, Angus looks completely unscathed. Yeah, and it isn't. And actually, it's Angus that dies and Rupert survives. Yeah. And so at the end, you've got them... Uh, you know, all the Highlanders are celebrating. Uh, but, you know, obviously Myrta, Claire and, and, and Jamie know that, you know, it's the, it, they might have won the, the battle, but they won't win the war. So it's kind of this idea of a very hollow victory. Yeah. And Rupert is left with the guy that Angus had a go at saying, you'll run at the first opportunity, the first opportunity uh, to him and his mate. And his friend dies as well, doesn't mm. he? So it's Rupert and this other guy... Kind of, kind of 
Trying to lament, cel- lamenting, lamenting, yeah. uh, celebrating the win, but lamenting the death of their best friends. Can I just say the soundtrack? Oh, she won't remember the soundtrack oh, to this episode. It's like it's this. amazing. Fiddle dee dee, fiddle dee dee, fiddle dee fiddle fiddle dee. So was not. With a with a with a. You just don't remember bag, it. Bagpipes with the bagpipes. It really helps create the atmosphere. The music. I think the music. I mean, I don't really pay attention to soundscapes normally, so it's going to be very good if I've I've, I've actually Maureen, noticed. It, I, Literally, it, it, I don't understand why... Okay, I'm sorry I brought it up. Anyway, so what do you think? What do I think? I think this is the point where I just think, great, this has picked up and that's worth it. It has really picked it. up, yeah. Because, this is a fantastic episode. And from here to the end of the series, it's absolutely go, 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 excitement and loads of stuff happening. And I genuinely, from episode 10 to the end of the series, I couldn't stop watching it. And I just thought, God almighty, how has it taken this long? But anyway, it did. I, I'm enjoying it. And uh, into season three, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm up to date. I'm, I'm excited about talking about season three. <laughs> excited. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's going on? Um, and I, I, I will see how season three goes. I mean, you know, I'll accept that there'll be a couple of dips in the, you know, there's always a couple of episodes you think, well, that needn't have happened. But so far, so good. And this end of the season two is absolutely a dynamite. So uh, we'll see you soon. We well, we can't guarantee that, Maureen. You no, we can't. That. We will say that. Don't, don't, don't we'll say see that. you at some point. We'll see you. <laughs> um, if, I mean, like often there's like a three month gap between these. Three, three months, if we're lucky. You think it's longer than that? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, why do we bother? I don't know. Anyway, we need to see each other. Anyway, okay. Yeah, it's good to see each other. It's good. It's good, it's good, good to see good you. To see you. We don't, don't see enough of Maureen. Yeah, fair. Yeah. We're just gonna put on the kettle now. So, uh, see you. See you soon. Oh, not soon. Whenever. <laughs> All right. <laughs>